0: Welcome to the Scuff Podcast, where we talk about U.S. soccer. Hey everybody, this is Bells. The transfer window just wrapped up, so we're going to talk about that. Also, Lindsey Horan has set the nation aflame with her comments to
1: Meg Linehan for The Athletic, so we need to briefly discuss that too. Greg, how are you? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I mean, I'm suffering. I think the same crisis of confidence uh, that anyone who uh, is in the media discussing soccer is, is experiencing after those Haran comments, because it's like is that. Me? Is she talking about she's talking about <laughs> she's me? Talking about us? Yeah, it's, it's us. <laughs> we'll get into it. We'll get into it. But um, Lindy's not listening to the Scuff
0: podcast. No, I don't believe she is. I don't believe she is. She may not know that we exist. But uh, let's let's talk about the transfer window because it just closed last night. Um you have in classic Velasquez fashion created some categories for the all the transfers that happened in the player pool and I cannot wait to talk about those. So why don't you uh kick us off?
1: There was a there was a danger that this was gonna be uh super underwhelming and, and I feel like a lot of people might still say that it wasn't I mean, it's not as exciting as some of the other windows we've had where we send multiple players to AC Milan or Juventus. Um but Uh, I think, I think it was salvaged by a a couple of marquee moves. And so the, the two marquee moves, in my opinion, is going to be obviously Gio Reyna uh, to Nottingham forest. So that just broke. Um, It's official. They play uh, Sunday, I believe. So again, all eyes now on Nottingham um, in the, whatever part of England Nottingham is in, I should know it's, it's appeared in some stories. It's right in the middle, right? (laughs) King Richard is there. I don't I don't know. I'm excited to to I'm gonna go back and watch Kevin Costner movies all weekend (laughs) to get ready for this. I would Uh, recommend the Disney version, honestly. But of course, one hundred percent. Uh but yeah, this this is great news, right? He got a move um because it was it was sort of just becoming clear where he stood at Dortmund. Um it wasn't necessarily clear why he stood where he did. Tons of speculation. You could make, you know, various kind of cases about whether it's his soccer, whether it's his Sort of off off the ball soccer, whether it's his, uh, on the ball, he's just not as good as the guys who are playing ahead of him. Um, but it was it, it's just going to be nice to not have to do that anymore, and to hopefully hopefully watch him thrive. And if not, then make more like excuses for the circumstances that he's in. Right. Which, well, there are some baked in ones ready to go if, if things don't go well. Right. And when certainly we've uh,
0: you know floated some of those even in the last couple of weeks, but the thing is. It's a it's a little bit of a confusing. It, it's a complicated situation because he doesn't. There's no option to buy, right? Right. For Nadia, and um, so it's just a straight up six month loan. He got his contract extended with Dortmund as uh, part of the announcement, or that was announced with the transfer. So you could read all that. I mean, I think you, it's totally fair to read all that as like kind of a vote of confidence in Gio. Like he just needs to, needs to get get through this little period, or like you know tweak a few things and and we want him Dortmund doesn't want to get rid of him actually some Nottingham fans were a little disappointed that it was a loan with no option to buy um but then I saw one Nottingham fan but I've been you know watching a lot of Nottingham Forest YouTube in the last 48 hours and like one of them said well that makes me want him more because it shows that they actually believe in him as a player so you know, there's a lot of different ways to read it, and then there's of course the Sancho, this Jaden Sancho situation in Dortmund. They're bringing him back after a sort of checkered tenure at Manchester United, and um, you know, are they gonna, are they gonna buy him or not? You know, so there's like kind of multiple balls in the air for Dortmund. I think for Nottingham, they just need some quality in the attack. Yeah, right? they
1: need points. Yeah, they just need yeah. goals and they need points uh, because. They can't rely on on their goalkeeping keeping the ball out of the net, so they have to score some goals. Yeah,
0: <laughs> why is that? What happened to Matt Turner?
1: <laughs> I don't know. We'll get to him. We'll get to him later. Uh, so yeah, so the the built in excuse if Reyna isn't thriving, uh, or or I mean, really, it's going to be if he isn't playing. If for some reason he isn't playing very much, it's going to be well, it's a loan. There's no purchase option, so they, Forrest, aren't invested in. They're only invested in so far as he can help them in the immediate term stay up. And then if he's not playing, it's like, well, yeah, because they don't have the, they never have the ball. And Gio Reyna is a ball dominant type of player. So they're going to be better off with, you see these excuses, you see how it's going to flow. Oh yeah. So easy. easy It's the beauty of the sport. There's so many different ways to
0: (laughs) spin everything. Um, I'm thrilled. I mean, thrilled is probably a little strong. I'm being a little facetious, but I am really excited to see, uh, him play for Nottingham. I, th- I think my optimistic cup runneth over, as it often does in situations like this. Um, can't wait for him to drag them to the middle of the table
1: and become a global superstar by May. Yeah, and, and so again, that's the hope, right? That he that he shines uh, and, and shine, I mean, as much as you can in the relegation sort of scrap, uh, and he does well enough to totally price himself out of Nottingham Forest actually buying him permanently. Even if they really appreciate what he does,
2: right.
0: So that's Geo. It's it's a done deal. Didn't seem like it was, uh, you know, necessarily guaranteed earlier in the week, but it happened. Um, and he they play nine a.m. Eastern time, eight a.m. Central, uh, at Vitality Stadium, where Bournemouth plays. So Nottingham visiting, visiting Bournemouth. I think the game's on Peacock,
1: right? You yeah, I think, think so. That. Uh, and. Just a heads up on that as well. So they've got that game Sunday, and if that comes a little too soon for Gio to make a, a big play there, they have an FA Cup match midweek. Okay. So, uh, so he might, he, I mean, I assume that you can register him for that. I don't know exactly how the rules work. Uh, but, yeah, so the hope is they got a couple of games right away. I think we should get to see Gio on the field uh, in Nottingham, for Nottingham, relatively soon. Yeah.
0: Well, in the Forest YouTube channels, I was watching. They they think he's got to start the rest of the season. They're
2: they're really tired of Callum Hudson Adoy, I guess. Um,
0: but you know, we'll see. Those that's just uh, just people like us talking about the team they love. So, um, the other one. What's the other marquee one? The was other marquee
1: move. Now, the other marquee move right now is is Johnny Batisse, and so that's that's kind of uh, i mean we knew he was going there or it was heavily rumored. I think it was even announced before january one um so he got there right away. he's been playing uh, a couple of games now, looks the part Fits mm-hmm. in really well um and this is just again just huge to cover some of the gaps that we've had in our pool uh in midfield, so building up that depth whether whether Johnny's going to vault into the eleven um Seems unlikely, but even even to be able to like really stake a claim to the twenty three will be really nice for us as a program because this is what we've been trying to we, we this is what we have needed uh for a while now. A legitimate backup six,
0: you know. I mean, that's the role he's playing for Batiste. That's the role we need him to play uh in Tyler Adams' absence, which is he is currently absent, has been for about a year. So yeah, it's great news and. um yeah, he's been pretty good, like yeah, good, in, it, good in duels, pretty ball secure,
1: um, doing all the things he needs to do, I think. Hitting progressive passes. That's like the big one that it's like, oh, he's, he's even hitting a couple of these. He's not, he's not Fabregas back there, but he's, uh, he's, he's connecting through the lines. So uh, it's not, he's not a total uh, backwards passer. So, right. uh, again, Which he kind
2: of
0: looked like he was a little bit in some of the Internacional <laughs> footage you
1: know oh for sure yeah it was it was like uh for a while there was like parody almost like how you could watch 70 he touched the ball constantly right he was he was was getting like 95 touches a game and you might have one time where you like knocked a ball forward (laughs) yeah
0: really uh rigorous risk management from him in those days but yeah you're right he's he's passing it he's passing it forward now okay what's the second category
1: uh, so second category, we just put of some intrigue uh, mm-hmm. and and, you know, there, there might not be anything to any of these as far as the national team goes. Uh, but it makes me curious. I, I, I love these little these little sort of obscure peripheral transfers, um, because, again, we're sickos and we like the down roster stuff and even the off roster stuff <laughs> to just sort of just sort of help establish baselines. Right. So the big one with a bunch of drama for the actual process of the transfer was Duncan McGuire to Blackburn. where where it's been reported that they're interested maybe a couple other teams around that england interested in him in the champo and he hops on a flight he's just like whatever i'm gonna go over there people interested i'm i'm just gonna be close to the action uh blackburn was the team that was you know he was gonna go do a medical and while he's on the flight uh it comes out that black the blackburn deal has fallen through while he's midair. But he's
0: still around to to make some stuff happen, right? I mean, it seems yeah, like yeah. a it seems like a it seems like a ballsy move to just get on a flight like that. I respect right. it.
1: and I don't I don't even know what the FAA rules are. Can, I mean, can you turn that flight? Or can you just be like, hey, deal fell through, turn the flight around? Like, I feel like you need a better reason than that. <laughs> I but so. I don't know. I don't know. In any event, he he lands. He's hanging out now, and uh... we'll have
0: to check the treaties. You
1: know, <laughs> he's now hanging out. Uh, I don't even know where uh, London. Let's just Somewhere. say London. Yeah, hopefully London. Yeah. Uh, and and again, now we're hoping like, okay, well, maybe maybe Sheffield Wednesday can can make a play for it an hour, and then uh, within a few hours, it's like, nope, Blackburn's back on, and there he goes. He's there on loan. He's announced. Nice. It's awesome. No, no. Uh, a, a, an expensive option to buy for Blackburn seven and a half million, something like that. Seven million okay. with a couple million add on. So you'd have to really blow up for them to do that yeah so this is the daryl dk path orlando to champo and uh you know ncaa to orlando to champo so yeah, yeah. kind of cool where did maguire
0: go to college do you have that he's a
1: great i think he's a creighton kid isn't he oh that's right yeah, yeah he's, he's creighton the- local he's local for me yeah i consider local
0: dk was virginia um so is Creighton part of the ACC now? I don't. I'm not tracking all the. I'm not tracking all the. I think all the big conference East. realignments. I think okay. they're
1: big. If the Big East still exists, I think that's what they are. Okay. Um.
0: Okay. What's the next uh, transfer of some intrigue? Uh, so Horvath, right? Horvath to Coventry City on a permanent deal. Hey, this is bells coming in from the future. Greg corrects this at the end of the segment, but it's Cardiff, not Co- Coventry City, that Horvath is moving to. The Coventry City slip up happens a couple more times don't
1: worry about it and this one was interesting because uh you know he's he found himself not even registered for forest and then we're watching forest goalkeepers be horror shows and it's like i wonder if at some point they're like maybe we just have horvath be at least try him he's at least not going to be hopefully like a howler a game goalkeeper but no they they're comfortable letting him go and uh so he's off to coventry in the championship where he is. done fairly well for luton town uh i mean he's not he wasn't exceptional but he he racked up a lot of clean sheets which people love people love to talk about clean sheets so he racked up a ton of those part of that was just because luton were an incredibly stingy defense overall um his his advanced numbers uh for the season which again there's some noise in single season even over a whole season for keepers um were pretty average He, he wasn't gonna he wasn't Going out he wasn't going crazy with saves, but he also wasn't going crazy with uh with howlers.
0: We should do an episode sometime. I don't know exactly how to frame it, but just about like the insanity of being a goalkeeper, you know? <laughs> like like how do you how how do they even assess that? How do they say, Oh, Horvath, we don't even wanna see him right now? He Turner and the Greek guy are just so much better than him.
1: Right. Like, right. That's, how, like that's, where,
0: how does that happen? But it happens all the time, right? People make those judgments all the time.
1: Yeah. And, and, and the thing is, again, the, it's so hard for keepers to like lose that rating. I feel like once they, once they've established themselves in a coach's eyes that it takes like a bunch of howlers to do it. We saw it with Stefan and now we're kind of seeing, we were seeing Turner and the Greek uh, going howler for howler. and, You know, they were kind of flip-flopping, and now it seems like the coach is like, well, out of the two, Turner. And then, obviously, you know, we'll get to it, but they just brought in another keeper, but they were desperate, and they couldn't actually get a good one. So they just threw a few million to get a keeper who might be about the same (laughs) as the two they're flipping between. But all that guy has to do is not have a bunch of howlers, and he'll keep the job. Yep. Yeah. He doesn't have to, again, he doesn't have to play out of his mind. He just needs to not be a circus. He's coming into a good situation for him, I think. (laughs) So okay, let's what, hope let's hope Horvath strolls right into Coventry and plays because uh, he's been our he's sort of been our default number 2 even though he hasn't been, you know, registered to play club soccer in 6 months. Oh, I'm sorry cuz I said Coventry but what obviously we've been meaning is Cardiff.
0: Okay. All right, what's the next? So Duncan Maguire to Blackburn, Ethan Horvath to Cardiff. What's the next one?
1: So the the next one is I feel like the one who the the curious one that's closest to actually making uh the full team roster and that's miles robinson still uh in his move to cincinnati which i'm curious about and I'm, I'm mostly curious about the effect of it will will greg berhalter actually like say this move lacks ambition like a lot of people are obviously critical of the ambition shown here because they judge the talent pool uh with ambition as some kind of a key component um and so the Curious whether or not Greg says nope. If you're just going to sort of stay at the level you're at and not push, um, then I'm gonna I'm gonna try out some guys who have been shown a little more ambition. I mean, he
0: may right, and it might, it might, he may try out other guys for anyway, reasons that have nothing to do
1: with ambition. Right? Yeah, yeah. Because they're again, it, at least it, same with the keepers. It's so hard to actually like separate uh, and distinguish the hat of center backs that we're kind of trying to pick from. It is a little bit of it is a little bit similar um, when you get to when you get to four five six seven eight nine ten on the depth chart, right?
2: Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I don't know that it's it's not like
0: it's not going to be uh, wildly uh, revelatory to see him play his first game to, with Cincinnati the way it is to see Reyna with Forrest, but um, yeah, we'll see.
1: Yeah, and well, it'll be fun to see uh, Miles next to Miazga. Uh, and kind of watch those two. Miazga is more of like, or has a uh, better base of ball distribution, uh, in my opinion. So it's going to be interesting to see that sort of a side-by-side comparison. Who's moving the ball around for him, whether he defers to Miazga or whether they both have license to sort of spray it around.
2: Hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, Miazga is still, he's still allowed to play soccer after what he did last <laughs> fall.
2: Yeah, I don't know
1: what his, I think his suspension just ran through the cup, right? They were just like, well, he will not, if they make it to the final, he's not going to get to play it. What a wild man he is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we've got, the next one is uh, one of the baby Aronson's, well, Paxton made his move. Uh, Brendo didn't get his, but Paxton Aronson, who had not been playing of late for Frankfurt, uh, got a move to the bottom of the table in the uh, Eredivisie. So he's going to Vitesse. The Ricardo also, Pepe pathway. Yeah, the Ricardo Pepe pathway. Also, a former stop of that same Matt Miazga. Uh, although when Miazga was playing for him, they were in Europa League. Oh so yeah, they've kind of they've kind of dropped off a bit. Um, I don't did, know. How'd
0: did Haji me... Wright play there too, or did he play no, at VVV
1: he... Venlo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. The, the quadruple V. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so Paxton Vitesse. It's an interesting one. Like, if I'm thinking of a team that desperately has to you know, call their way out of relegation. Like Paxton Aronson doesn't seem like a guy who's going to be that player. Um, but he, every little bit could help. So maybe he helps them a little bit. He has, he has some quality. He's
0: he's uh he can do some stuff in the final third. I mean, he even showed it a little bit with Frankfurt just,
2: uh, you know, didn't seize his big opportunities the way he probably should have. Um, or, or could have, I should, it
0: maybe doesn't have anything to do with it. All right, what's the, la- what's the last one in the, of some intrigue?
1: Last one, just because it's, uh, we're adding to our, our numbers in Italy, and that's uh, Nico Giacchini to Como uh, yeah. in, the, in the second division. So another team that's fighting for promotion, they're right in the hunt. Uh, so we have a bunch of guys just clogging up the second through seventh spots in the second division in Italy.
0: Yeah. Uh, always enjoy Gioacchini. You know he had some good, he had some great moments for St. Louis in the in the last season. Como up north of Milan, so very close to the Swiss border. Oh, that's Lake Como, Como of Lake Como. A beautiful place, one of the most beautiful places in the world, I think.
1: All right, I mean that's a big sell. Way to go! Uh...
0: I mean, Google some pictures of it. It's like it's unbelievable. It's like the Alps plunging
1: into a Blue Lake. I love it. And then so the other the other fun thing for that at least is uh I believe Como streams all their games for free. Like they have <laughs> really? they set up their own stream so you can watch it. Uh so we'll be able to watch Nico play. So uh again, just cheering for the kid. He was he kind of was a fun dual nat that we brought over in what late 2020. Yeah, he has a handful handful of caps. Does he hit 10 yet? Something like that. Probably probably yeah, that gold cup run in 2021.
2: Yeah, love Nico
1: yep me too okay next category that's a short Vamos, one. vamos so this is the we sent brandon vasquez and kate cowell to uh liga mx so vasquez to monterey uh another c- incredibly scenic uh soccer background and then kate cowell to chivas guadalajara uh vasquez has started out on fire um, yes probably unsustainably uh, but I don't know. It's too early to know how his numbers are gonna shake out. I don't think he's gonna keep scoring on like eighty percent of his shots. No uh, attempted. But who cares? He's he's a gorgeous human being and he's scoring a bunch of goals, so he's a, he's got Monterey, I'm sure, uh, in love with him already. They're thrilled, yeah. Twenty those twenty-yard headers,
0: uh <laughs> he may not he do you think you'll get another one of those? That was an amazing goal.
1: That I was loved absurd. It. Yeah. Uh so yeah, so that's that's cool. Cowell has not had the same uh start that Vasquez has but uh it's it's early for both of them
2: okay yeah all right I love this next category
1: <laughs> okay the next, next the category. next transfer category was the mountain retreat <laughs> yeah, and that right. is <laughs> Stefan Zach Stefan Georgi Mihailovic and Sam Vines all all heading to a like a corporate leadership uh ski lodge uh weekend and also playing soccer for the Colo- Colorado Rapids so three guys who uh, I guess showed the ambition went went over there uh to different levels of play and didn't work whatever, out for whatever reason decided that their best move would be to return to the, the states yep hopefully
2: they all get their ski passes well maybe they don't allow that for a professional athlete i don't know yeah what do i know
1: um It'd but it would be cool stefan like uh i feel like could just Work his way in, you know. He's got the familiarity with with Berhalter. Um, there's no one else really beating the door down for for the other goalkeeping slots, goalkeeper slots. So uh, if he just looks decent, um, that could be enough for for making it into camp. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious. Cupboards a little bare, isn't it? Yeah, again, there's nobody demanding anything, right? Uh, Gaga's a child, and he's not. He's not like. Again, he's not just showing up and schmeichling his way through uh, Belgium, through De- through Belgium. Yeah, I'm mixing Denmark and Belgium up. they I feel like they're, they're not really different countries. Uh, <laughs> well, and then uh, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if Stefan. I don't know what, what do you th- what do you think of Stefan's relationship with Berhalter at this point?
0: I I don't know I don't know, and I I have to just reiterate I don't understand goalkeeping, you know. <laughs> Like I just don't uh you 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 make one tiny little lapse of concentration and you you've you've ruined your career, you know, and um I don't know, Stefan can do some good things i mean he was he was uh uh your question was what do I think of his relationship with bur author? probably a little bit uh fraught at this point.
1: Yeah, so that's what I'm curious about whether whether it would be like a. I mean, do you bring him in because you're familiar, or do you not bring him in because it's like this would be kind of tense? There'd be a little tension here to just have him around in camp as as not the starter. I don't know. He, I think he was in one camp uh, with one of our with one of our uh, interns, wasn't he? I will have to double check that. Fat, we'll fact check that afterwards. But uh, I thought I mean, he was we'll called out. A, a one. We'll send out a teletype. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> In any event, those guys all—it's—it's it's interesting that they all somehow made their way back to Colorado
2: uh,
1: all it together. Is a lovely place, Denver.
2: Um. Okay, that's the mountain retreat.
0: What's the yeah. what's the last category here?
1: So then we just had some some guy. We have some guys who are staying put uh, that we were kind of tracking to see maybe they may, might make sense for a move. Um, and first on the list is Jesus Ferreira because of how sensational it was that he stayed put. Uh, <laughs> F.C. Dallas and Jesus had apparently agreed to a $13 million move to Moscow. Yeah. And the State Department, I guess, stepped in and said, you can't do that. It wasn't the State Department. It was
0: MLS. Was it for, like, diplomatic reasons, though? I no
1: idea. I've, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't yeah. think
2: I saw an, an
1: MLS okay. full, full explanation. Like, yeah. Russia bad. No go. I mean, it's, it's like, I don't know what all of the considerations that have to be for something like that. 13 million. It's a pretty good transfer fee. Yeah. Yeah. If it was 13 million from Cardiff city, uh, it's a no brainer. He's gone. Yeah. He's out. We're doing it. So, so surely the, the Russian angle was relevant here. It has to be relevant that it's Russia.
2: Yeah. Interesting. We don't need but to He's, get too, too much into it,
1: but yeah, very interesting. So interesting. And Jesus, uh, allegedly, re- the report is that he was, he was ready to go. So it's not, he, he isn't just trying to stay in Dallas, which again matters to some folks. Uh, and, and yeah, it's, it's also like 13 million isn't going to come from Carter. So it's like, okay, 13 million, if they're willing to pay this, why, why aren't there other teams that would make a move for 10 or 11 that Dallas would probably agree to? And I feel like it very much is Moscow that team probably exists sort of outside the normal market of, of the, of the various soccer pyramids because uh, you know, Ferrer is an interesting one because of his salary, right? Dunk Duncan goes for a loan fee and a a purchase price of 7 million. Uh, He's only like a month younger than Jesus and their production is about the same. Jesus has a much longer resume of professional uh, goal scoring. So I mean, Jesus the salary has to be a huge detriment because Duncan's sitting at $67,000 a year right Right. now and Hayes is at like almost 2 million. Yeah. It's crazy that there's so, um,
0: so much disparity there. Uh, Come on, Greg though. You don't, you don't have a little bit of a feeling like that. If a player goes to Europe, that's like a good sign a little bit.
1: Oh I totally think it's a good sign. I absolutely do. I think it's a great sign if uh I think it's a great sign like if somebody vetted that or some club vetted it to the point where they're going to drop you know 10 to 12 million on a player. Uh I think that's a very good sign. I think it a player is probably more likely to improve. Um again, it's it's always going to be case by case. Just going to Europe um to the championship to Belgium I don't think that necessarily says that this player is is better than the player who stayed in MLS. Yeah, I think again, what it goes yeah, back to for me is, uh, if you don't try to move to those leagues, you do run a risk of getting passed by the volume of players who do go to tougher environments and and then have the resulting uh, improvement. But yeah, that, up, that upward matriculation, ha- yeah. yeah, that improvement still has to happen. It doesn't happen overnight. Where just by going and showing the ambition you get ambition points in my mind. Like it still comes down to first is performance for, for the national team. So I don't care about penalizing a miles Robinson because he's not ambitious. I care about an, if, if Austin trustee by playing in the premier league gets a lot better than he was before, yeah. then he's going to, then he's going to pass miles Robinson who was ahead of him a year and a half ago. Yeah. Which he may
0: do, but he may not as well. Right. Exactly. Um, ambition points. How do I get
1: those? What do I, What do I, who do I talk to? Uh, I feel like, I feel like you score some ambition points, Bells. I think, I think, uh, well, you got a ton of them when you, when you, uh, like absolutely put Ernie Stewart through the ringer for not appearing on the show. I feel like people are like, oh, he's going after the top brass. There we go. That's how I got him. Yeah. yeah.
0: I gotta get, I gotta do that again. Next time I get denied for an interview, just do a mock interview with the person. Yeah.
1: Tons of in absentia interviews. Greg Burhalter, come on
0: the
2: podcast. <laughs> come on. All right, I who mean, else?
1: I'm waiting for Lindsay Rands Camp to call us back.
0: Yeah, I would love to have her on the podcast. I've won it ever since I don't know. Ever since the World Cup, basically.
1: Uh so yeah, so that's Jesus. Uh we got Matt Turner staying put. Um again, I feel like he probably has lost the trust of of his management of the front office of Nottingham forest. Um, and so I was, I was kind of hoping he'd move because again, they got a new guy coming in and that new guy is going to have to be really bad. I think to open the door back up for turn. Yeah.
0: I mean, you're right. You, you, You like, yeah, if there is the very real chance that the, this new guy does screw up really badly and Matt gets another chance and he, and he does all right. But, yeah, Nuno's not pleased, I don't think, with Matt. So yeah, I was hoping that Turner... Nottingham fans, Nottingham fans aren't either. No.
1: <laughs> I was hoping that Turner would sneak out on the last day the way Horvath did, uh, and and they'd keep uh, the Greek and the new signing. Uh, or even, again, like even I, I kind of wished that Horvath would be the guy to stay, and they say, well, he's probably a Champo level, but at least he's not constant howler Champo level, so uh, he'll be the backup. And then if the new guy struggles— You've got, you got somebody on the bench you can, you can throw in who doesn't have a forest history of just clown shoes stuff. Yeah. But not to be, so we'll just have to monitor the, the new guy. Who is it? Sal, Sal Wentz? Sal, I think, is his last name, isn't it? Yeah, you're probably closer. <laughs> I don't know. Um, uh, Brendo's staying put. Brendo's not leaving uh, his loan with Union Berlin. So, you know, there's some hope that he'd go back to Leeds, I guess, because he's not playing that much. Is there even any hope? Does anyone really worry that he's not playing that much?
0: I don't have a lot of hope that he is a much better player than what we've seen.
2: Uh, And I I kind of have been saying that for years, like,
1: but, Oh man, you took so much heat for calling him a butter
2: knife. Uh, <laughs> it was mostly
1: good-natured heat it was it, like a the warm heat of friendship it was so that timeline was incredible because he called him a butter knife like a day later he dribbled five guys and hit the post that's uh, right and yeah. people came calling for you uh but he has not actually scored a goal since you said that he was a butter
0: knife. <laughs> for close well, because he kind of is so there
1: uh i'm not too worried about it because brendo seems like the type of player who is going to be the same player, even if he's not playing. So he's going to come in and he's going to be a little terrier at, at nipping at your heels, uh, nonstop. So if we need that kind of a player in March, we have him if we want.
2: Yeah. And he could Uh, score
1: some, he could score some goals here. I mean, he does. Yeah. He scores from the national team. Yeah. Uh, Cameron Carter Vickers signed an extension. There was again, some hope that maybe he'd like played his way from the Celtic, uh, show window onto you know a mid table or bottom end sort of Premier league team um doesn't seem like that's going to be the case looks like he's he's just going to keep enjoying himself dominating the league and getting his six champions league matches per year
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) exactly six no more no less
2: (laughs) um he's also keeps getting hurt right like
1: yeah for our purposes is a little bit troubling Yeah, it looked like three more weeks out is what I saw somebody randomly say in the Discord. So I'm assuming they saw that somewhere, uh, which would mean that's pretty tight for the Nations League. Started to push
2: into the Nations League perimeter.
0: Last one on the stay and put category?
1: I mean, Taylor Booth. We went into the season with some, I feel like, some high hopes. Again, that Booth would do what Malik has actually done. Like, we'd have a couple of those guys, like, uh, between Booth, Paredes... Uh, Paxton that maybe some of these uh, scrawny kids would like really look like great attackers. Um, And Booth kind of looked like he was falling out of favor. He's not really producing. Uh, There's not a lot of statistical output for him and his team is pretty bad. Um, So was kind of hoping that maybe he'd move and redeem himself. Uh, He's not moving, but he is playing more. He's kind of worked his way back into the lineup.
2: Yeah, that's good. Keep going, Taylor. Keep yeah. going. That that about wraps up transfers, right? Yeah,
0: M- mostly just can't wait to can't wait for Sunday morning. You know, yeah, I it's, mean, right now it's Gio, on his Batiste. Geo is the. I still think he's the most pleasant player in the pool to watch, and um, you know, I always, I never miss his, uh, at least his involvements. You know, yeah. and that's that's never going to change. Well, not ne- maybe not never, but it's not going to change for a while. Uh, before we get into Haran's um, comments to Linehan, uh, a few quick notes. Um, check out the YouTube channel. I'll put the link in the show notes. We're trying to get that, uh, you know, get some momentum behind that. Um, and then uh, check out the Patreon. The link is in the show notes. And uh, you know, any other announcements, Greg?
1: Uh, I don't, I don't think so. We got the women's gold cup roster being announced next week. That's not a scuffed announcement. They don't know. Yeah. They, yeah. They funnel that through us. It's a less self-centered announcement. Um,
0: yeah. So, so the gold cup roster for women comes out next week and Lindsay Horan, I guess, had an interview with, uh, an interview with Linehan probably seems back in December before she, before she went back to France. Um, and it's it caused a lot of consternation on the internet. Number one, she doesn't like hijinks during lineup photos. So that's a that's that's Emily's sonnet,
1: you know. Uh, who, who they're like? But the thing is, those two on the field are like they're buddies. They're just right? yeah, they're just magnets. They're constantly uh, like celebrating together, uh, and I think that goes back to their days as. Team, as club teammates, they're, they're all, they were always like, they're silly. They're a couple of silly kids. Yeah. But Horan doesn't like it. So, you can't do it when you're losing. Yeah. You can't do it when you're not winning World yeah. Cup. You yeah. only do it when you are winning World Cups. When you're the best. <laughs> uh,
0: and Horan thinks, so she's, uh, I'm not going to read the exact quote, but basically, she thinks American fans are not as intelligent about the game as. European fans, I think she compared American fans to French fans and the way she talks about the game with fans
2: here versus there. And that caused a lot of people um, to be upset. I think it's you know, basically true. I mean, I
0: know Woso doesn't have the audience in France that it has in the US, in the USA, but like your average soccer fan, I think, well, I don't even know about your average soccer fan, but. <laughs>
1: It's For me, it's so, like, like, what you're doing now, it's so vague as to be <laughs> almost, like, entirely, like, meaningless. Like, she, could she be talking about, like, people like you and me? Absolutely. And, and be fair to be like, these, these guys just don't know what they're talking about. They get on uh, they got microphones and they just say nonsense. Uh, because she essentially did name Julie Fowdy, who is, <laughs> like, right. that's she- the broadcaster at the highest level. Uh, and then, you know, also sort of targeting the people who are listening to Julie Foudy and then just adopting whatever Foudy says in the moment as their as sort of their soccer take their understanding, including
0: Lindsay Horan's mother, who <laughs> her own mother, her own mother. Her own mother. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, that, that stuff is what's, I think, getting all the attention. But I want to read a quote that I think that is that was really exciting for me to read from the article, which, which was really well done by Meg Linehan, by the way, even in these past few games, here's the quote, even in these past few games, you see little glimpses of that, but it's the final product, continuing to do that throughout the game, getting everyone on the same page, not just four or five players, Haran says, if you can develop that more, and it's inherent in every single player on the team, you're looking to play the combinations, all of these things, no idea what this team can do.
1: And I feel like that's,
0: she just plagiarized something you said during the World Cup,
1: probably. We've been I mean, saying that we've been saying that since the summer of 21, right? Since uh like that has that's absolutely been uh what we have been I don't not demanding, but like we think that it's there. We totally pleading, think it's there. pleading for. Her. And and Haran is definitely a player who has that in her. Like again, when she first came onto the scene for the US in like 2016. It's, it's so obvious when you see that kind of mentality, right? Like players with that mindset, because it, it certainly wasn't uh, an 11 person thing in 2016 for the US women's national team. But Haran had that idea of like just has the chess pieces, where they're moving, and what, what sort of the next combination touch could be. Uh, it's clear that she's had that. So uh, I think we do have more players who have that than we have been able to, than we have demonstrated. In, in this last cycle. So I am yeah. 100% with her, right? This is where we are fully on board with Lindsay Horan, uh And we're hoping that she, her leadership under MAs will, will push the entire team in that direction.
0: Yeah. And it does seem like she has a lot of uh, respect for the way Jaden Shaw plays the game. Um, uh, and I, and I can't wait to see more of them together. And it's also like a, like that quote, and then she goes on to say, let's talk about, let's focus on the football sort of after, um, bringing up the, the hijinks around lineup photos. <laughs> so that's what she was talking about. I think that's what she was yeah. saying that in reference to, but like, this is, this is like, this is the core of what we need to do better. We need to combine better. We need everybody to be like thinking the game and, um, soccering through it to use of Velasquezism, And, um, it seems like Coran wants that too. And, uh, I love to, I love that. So,
1: and, and totally agree. Like if, if we're doing that, if we have a coherent, uh, game where we incorporate some of that combination, um, but even, even, even the thing, the knock on effects of any kind of coherent approach, um, the, the talent that we have available to us, uh, puts us again, right there at the top in contention for every trophy. Uh, (laughs) so
0: she made, well, go ahead, finish what you were going to say.
1: I mean, no. So this is what we're after. So when she says enough of all that other stuff, uh, all that other S word, I'm, I'm reading that as enough of all of the crossing. <laughs> that's what I, that's what I, I think she was actually saying, no more need crossing. To focus on the football. And for me, focusing on the football crossing is like a bygone thing that isn't even football anymore. So she's, that's what she's talking about. She's done with all the crossing. I love no that just, interpretation. It, yeah. No more just driving the ball in the box at your first opportunity. Yeah, that's what she's saying, (laughs) and she'll she'll confirm that in the interview that we have with her. Yep, (laughs) Lindsay,
0: get in touch, please. Um, There was oh yeah, there was also she followed that up that the quote I read by talking about how when you layer on, and she sounded a little bit like Natalia Strine when she said this. When you layer on the you know our athleticism and our mentality and our uh, you know our ability to gut it out when things aren't going our way, then, you know, we're basically, I'm paraphrasing, but basically we're unstoppable, you know? And um, I just, yeah,
1: I'm into that. <laughs> so we are totally fine taking the, uh, taking the fact that she thinks we're dumb with the fact, cause we, I don't care if she thinks I'm dumb. That's fine. And I could be dumb. That's great. I'm pretty if, dumb. If she's going to get, get everyone on board with the combining, again, not like there are players who wouldn't do it. I mean, we're talking about her combining. It's not, it's not a one person. Uh, there are players out there who, who already want to combine, right? Like Jaden Shaw's trying to combine Mia official wants to combine. Uh, so it's not going to be like this reluctant group that she has to convince to do it all by herself. Uh, I'm not trying to like, give her all the credit for that. If that <laughs> but the fact that this is where she wants to, t- this, to see it go. Uh, yeah, that, that's, that's good. That, that's what we're all wanting.
2: And some people would say, well, if that's
0: what she wanted, why couldn't she make it happen at the World Cup? And um, I think there's, a, you know, a decent defense could be mounted for her, even if, she, even if she knew at that point exactly how to articulate what she wanted and knew, knew that she wanted it in the way that she wants it now. She still would have had quite a few obstacles, notably
2: Vlako Andonovsky and, <laughs> and, um, and the, you know, some of, the, uh, some, some of the players on the team, honestly.
1: But. yeah and again this is where an interview could be so interesting with her because again while it's easy to say why did not we just fix up the world cup the, the question for me is like why didn't we why didn't we start trying to push it this direction two years before the world cup
2: yeah yeah all right i gotta go you gotta go it. uh thanks everybody for listening
0: we'll see ya